Good morning and welcome to another episode of From Sunday Till Monday. This week has been an historic week in the life of Tulsa, Oklahoma. We've had a heartbreaking tragedy as policemen shot an unarmed man, uh, Terrence Crutcher, and it's brought national attention to our city. Uh, It's brought a lot of heartbreak and uh, anger and frustration to our city. And among other things, it's caused the church and our city to wake up. Uh, Some great things have happened. Churches have worshipped and wept and and spoken together. Some awful things have happened as people have overreacted and uh, uh, called people names, trust uh, even making death threats and, and really questioning motives. But one thing, uh, among others, that it's done is it's caused the uh, the church, uh, for lack of a better word, the historically white church, to really uh, reflect upon itself and uh, do some introspection and admit uh, where we've been wrong and where we haven't spoken. Um, I spoke to that issue Sunday morning at, during our confession of sin, and I would like to share that with you now. If it raises any questions or if you would like for me to talk more, please send your uh, send those questions to... Um, info at riveroakstulsa.com, and I will be glad to answer those for you next week. Thank you so much. This is Ricky Jones for From Sunday Till Monday. As we come now to a time of confession, I want to talk to you a little bit. Um, one of the Obviously, this has been a, a real historic week in Tulsa for tragic, but also good reasons. I feel like the church has, has come together in a, in a healthy way to respond to tragedy. But uh, the death of Terrence Crutcher has forced us to confront some things about ourselves. And I told the, the first, I started to say the first class, I told the first worship service, the, the prophets of, the, uh, of 2016 uh, have a new, new language, you know. Uh, the prophet's job in the Bible was to inform the church of their sins, it was to come along to religious people and say, this is where you are falling short. This is where you are uh, sinning and where you are not upholding the law. And, and the prophets of our culture do the same thing, but they use hashtags, uh, and, you know, so you know, that, uh, you know what they're about to say. And the, ha- and the hashtag that has really haunted me and bothered me this week has been uh, silent white church. Um, that the white church has not spoken up about injustices in our culture. And I want you to know that I don't, it was never my intention to be silent to injustice. I, when, I went in, when we decided to plant a church, when Bianca and I decided to plant a church, one of the things we decided that we, we, we didn't want to be, we didn't want to be that church that kind of gathered every, all the good people together and talked about how bad the culture was. We didn't want to be that church. We wanted to be the church that talked about the sins of the people in the room uh, instead of, you know, uh, taking seriously what the Apostle Paul says that it's not our job to judge the world, but judgment starts with the household of God. And so that was our intention. But I think in doing that, we really left out some pretty big cultural sins and uh, that we are complicit in. And this week has forced us to, to look at those. And, uh, and the two of those uh, that have really just stood out to me is that um, we've been silent. I have been silent as your pastor. I've been silent about the violence in our culture. Uh, as Americans, as an American culture, as a church culture within America, however you want to say it, uh, we have made peace. We have just determined it to be acceptable that we are a violent culture. We always have been. 
we, we were a country that was started by a violent act of rebellion. One of our first uh, cabinet officers, Alexander Hamilton, was killed by a duel. I mean, we've been violent from the word go, literally. Uh, and, and today in our nation, uh, 11,000 people are murdered every year. And that number has been going on for so long that we're, we're kind of okay with it. And, and that's not okay. And that's part of our just acceptance of violence. When you think about it, our, our favorite sports are violent. Our favorite movies are violent. Our favorite video games are violent. Uh, Bianca teaches an exercise class that's called body combat. I mean, violence is just everywhere, right? And we don't, uh, we don't get away. We just accept it. That's the way life ought to be. And to kind of put it in perspective, think of it this way, okay? Two years ago, one person in this nation was diagnosed with having Ebola. One. Nationwide conversation. We, shut, we, we, we discussed shutting down borders and airports. We isolated the problem. We found every person that person had come into contact with. Not a single person has been, was contracted, you know, contracted Ebola in the United States. We, we shut it down. For zero <laughs> deaths, okay? Keep this in perspective. 11,000 people are murdered every year. That is three times the number that was, were killed in the war in Iraq. And we're okay with it. I don't know the answer. I think part of the problem is that it's such an enormous problem Nobody knows how to fix it. But all I'm saying is, as a church, it's not okay to be okay with it. If nothing else, we should mourn. Uh, in Genesis 6, we're told that God looked upon the earth and saw that it was filled with violence. And he was uh, stricken. get our minds around it. And in order to get our minds around it, we try to find concrete things so that in the last 10 years, we've kind of identified a racist as someone who's used uh, the N-word, right? And if you have used that word, you're bad. If you don't use that word, you're good. And so we kind of made it really simple and silly. And every door that ought to have been opened to me was opened to me every opportunity was given me. And I never, I have never feared that I was going to be the victim of violence that it really, honestly, I've, I've never just feared it. Um, it's just not the same life in this country that black and brown Americans uh, have to suffer. And so I'm not blaming us, but I am saying that, that we need to be aware of it and cry out to the Lord to heal it and, and be more compassionate uh, to our uh, brothers and sisters who are just suffering a different world than we suffer. So let's go to the Lord and confess these things and ask him for his grace. Our Father in heaven, we cry out to you that we have uh, allowed our hearts to become calloused. And we, we protect ourselves behind phrases like, well, that's not me, or I never owned a slave, or um, you know, that's somebody else's problem. And we haven't honestly mourned the experience that other brother and sister Christians have had in this country. Father, we've, we confess that we've made 
peace with violence, peace in our own hearts. The violence doesn't bother us. We pay policemen to go and deal with it for us so that we don't have to think about it. And we've not even given them the support and love that they deserve. Father, it doesn't break our hearts. It doesn't make us cry out, why would the image of God be destroyed day in and day out? Father, we confess that we live in a world where people are counted as unworthy, as unimportant, as invaluable, simply because of the color of their skin, and we have not mourned that. We've not cried about it. We, uh, we look for excuses, and we see the, the depth of the problem, and we use that as an excuse to kind of blame people for their own issues instead of just being quiet and listening. Father, would you forgive us of our sins? Would you give us the grace to love our brothers and sisters? Would you give us the wisdom to aggressively and courageously confront the things that we can change? We pray in Jesus' name. Amen.